In today's episode of the Now That We're a Family podcast, Katie and I are going to talk from a really current state in our marriage, and that is having experienced being away from each other for five days now. We've realized how we like being, we like each other, we like each other, we like being with each other a lot, but it's actually fun timing because prior to Katie leaving for a few days, she listened to this TED talk about uh, a a relationship coach that talks about long-term relationships and what it actually takes to keep romance and desire alive in long-term relationships. And it's funny because the principles that she had talked about, I feel like are really happening in our life right now. And we're seeing them firsthand. And so we're going to talk about those and uh, and talk about what we've learned from being apart from each other. And we've learned that space can actually increase desire. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so before Elisha and I dive into today's topic, we wanted to take a moment to read a review because your words mean so, so much to us. Yes. And I say that because this week was kind of a tough week for whatever reason. I received quite a few comments that just kind of made me unsure about whether we should be sharing our lives publicly or as publicly as we are. I think a lot of them took me off guard. And so, Along with, you know, those few negative or critical comments that I got, we received so many positive reviews and so many kind messages on Instagram. And I cannot tell you how much that soothed my soul. And I am even at this moment, you know, working through the critiques that I've received this week and just am thinking on how we can do stuff better, Elisha and I. But you guys you just really, really bless us and you make us want to keep going. And so I want to thank you for that. Anyways. Okay. This is a review by Kelby. And she said, I just listened to one episode and I'm hooked. Katie and Elisha tackle real life topics and issues with an honest and biblical perspective, giving advice that is truly insightful. The thing I'm most drawn to is that they use scripture to back the points they make, which is rare in today's culture and many available podcasts that I've listened to. It's incredibly refreshing and it feels like you're sitting in a deep conversation with good friends. Already convicted and excited to apply what I've learned from these two. Now I'm heading back. Oh, now I'm heading back to the next episode. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, Kelby. Anyways, thank you so much. Hopefully the next episode was good. Yeah, hopefully you don't regret stopping after one (laughs) episode. (laughs) Like I should have quit while I was ahead. Yeah. No, seriously, folks, like Katie was saying, it just means so much to us when you take the time to leave a rating or a review. We, We appreciate that so much. And 
like Katie said too, we want to take to heart any negative feedback we receive too. And so it's We're... not like we only listen to the positive uh, reviews or the positive messages. Those are the most fun to listen to. That's for sure. <laughs> but we know we'd be fools to not uh, contemplate and take to heart some constructive criticism that we receive. Yeah. Elisha, that's something I've always really respected about him is he takes constructive criticism really well. And I think sometimes on social media, the criticism you receive isn't necessarily phrased constructively, but there is always truth in it. And I mean, I don't know how many hours I've talked to you this week about criticism I've gotten and we've been hashing through it and seeing how we can make things better. So. Me? Yeah, you've been talking to me about that? Yes, talking to Elisha, not you guys. I am literally slurring my words right now, you guys. I could barely keep my eyes open and my brain is like on slow-mo. So if I make a, say a lot of dumb stuff and if this podcast is like 15 minutes, that is why. Yes, because Katie will probably tell you a little bit about this last week for her, but we release our podcast every Tuesday morning, first thing, and right now it's Monday night, and so we and we didn't have like an episode st stocked up. You know, we're not we're not always ahead of it like that, like professional podcasters are. We're very unprofes unprofessional in our process of creating this podcast, and so we're trying to get it done tonight so that we can have it posted on Tuesday morning. But it's been a crazy week, Katie. What have you been doing this week? Yeah, so this week. Elisha bought me a ticket for my birthday to fly back from Washington State to Kentucky, where my sister Kyla and her husband Adam lives. And they are so hospitable. I had such a great time seeing their home and meeting their friends and their family. We laughed so hard and it was just a really special time. Um, I also just want to give a shout out here real quick to Annie and Elijah, if you guys are listening to this, because it was so awesome meeting you back there. But it was just one of those things where on the way back, it was like four days. I was gone four days. I was really missing Elisha. My flight got delayed. So I sat with Lewis, who's seven months at the airport for four hours and then got a delayed flight. And then I went back the next day. Bless Adam and Kyla's Well, that hearts. flight got canceled. Oh, yeah. That completely got canceled. Yes. Because of mechanical issues, which I mean... I'm glad they caught it while we were on the ground. It's Me one of those too. things you can only be so mad about, you know? And then the, then today I've just been traveling all day long. Like it's one thirty on Eastern standard time and AM. Yeah. Yeah. One thirty in the morning. Yeah. You guys, I, I have not been this tired in a really long time. I know. Katie, I feel so bad. I probably should have done this episode by myself or no, something. He called me today and was like, should I do an episode by myself this afternoon? And I was like, no, You're like, no, nobody's, nobody's going to want to listen to just you. No. Don't put him through that. <laughs> yeah. So it's Monday night. So Katie left for like at four o'clock on Thursday morning and she was supposed to come back on Sunday evening, but instead that Sunday night flight got canceled. And so it got pushed back to Monday morning, and then that flight got pushed back even four more hours. Yeah, there was a problem with the brakes on the plane, and then they switched my flight again. It was a major hassle, but I am here now, and I will not be boarding a plane anytime soon, Lord willing. Yeah, but overall, it was a great, great getaway for it you. It was a really special time. It was fun. So I was at home by myself with Leon and Lucy, and I really enjoyed that. I hated being away from Katie, but it was really fun to have concentrated time with Leon and Lucy. Um, and I'm so grateful. To, I'm going to mention Adam and Kyla again because it was such a blessing to me knowing that Katie was so taken care of. And mm -hmm. so she kept talking about your guys' hospitality and how 
at home she felt and how loved and, and I guess accepted she felt there by by Adam and Kyla. And even yes. when she had the canceled flight, they came back to the airport and picked her it up and brought her back to them. their house. Uh, so just thank you, Adam and Kyla, for just, I guess, loving my wife so much and taking care of her and giving her a good time. It, yes. made, it, it made it a big time win. And I mean, I feel like, Elisha, you must have killed it here because I came in and the downstairs was beautiful. Kind of made me feel bad, honestly. Okay, well, I need to, I need to tell the truth. it smelled so good, and we don't have an essential oil diffuser, so did you just, like, sprinkle oil around? Yeah, I guess that's not, like, usually how you use oils. <laughs> is that right? Well, it is now. But those oils <laughs> smelled so good, so I just started sprinkling them all around the house. It's probably an expensive like little fragrance, huh? Essential oil fairy. Yeah, I am. That's that what I am. So... I'm an essential oil fairy. <laughs> Uh, but oh the truth word. truth be told, when you left early Thursday morning, and I had to work half a day on Thursday, uh, and then I felt like I was crushing it with Leon and Lucy, and I fed them dinner, and then I cleaned the house after I put them to bed, and I was like, wow, day one is in the books, and I really feel good about myself. The house is clean. And then Friday, you know, as because it, I've got two children, the house gets dirty first thing, and I make them lunch, and it gets even dirtier. And then, like, they go down for naps, and I had to get some work done while they were down for naps. And then dinner comes, and the house is, like, thrashed, and it's trashed. And I was thinking, okay, I'm going to clean this again, and it's going to get messy, like, in two seconds. <laughs> I think I'm just going to not clean it one more time until right before Katie comes home, and that's exactly what I did. So you saw a clean living room, but it was, and I mean this extremely literally, it was the messiest I've ever seen our house about really? yes it was i'm almost it was, bummed i wasn't able to see that i'm not because <laughs> i just let it go and it was pretty nasty and foul and then i just went at it for like two hours before i went to pick you up and and it impressed you so it was very impressive success it was okay what were we even going to talk about in this episode yeah well katie as as you folks can imagine katie and i are really enjoying being back with each other because we just spent five days apart from each other and had it have even been, been the anticipated four days i think it would have been a challenge for us and we would have been excited to see each other but with it being an extra day that we weren't expecting it just made us so excited to see each other when we did and it made me think of a of a ted talk that katie had watched or listened to uh, a couple weeks back and she told me a little bit about this uh i don't know who the lady was some relationship expert uh yeah i don't remember her name at all yeah she was like a marriage expert we'll, we'll link the the ted talk um, in, in the show notes so you can check that, check that out. And it's, it's a secular, uh, doctor that's talking about this. And so it's not like this is all biblical or you can't take it to the bank, but that says she brought up some really interesting points about some studies that she's done regarding romance and lasting desire in long-term marriages and, and long-term relationships. And I know that Katie and I want to have a desire for one another throughout our entire marriage. Yeah, I feel this is something that we've touched on in multiple podcasts. I think recently we've actually touched on desire. And she was saying, I, I listened to this after we did that podcast, but she was saying that for the first time in history, we really want the marriage relationship to represent more than just stability, friendship, and procreation. And we want it to have this excitement and this desire and this spark to it of like this passionate lifelong lover. And the cool thing is, is when you're a Christian, you don't have to look at what culture's done. You can look at the Bible and God's word. And I think that is what he ordained for marriage. So I don't think we're going against 
the grain here like oh this these two things can't coexist because right. i think that they can coexist and i've seen it coexist and she was saying that it can but these are two kind of polar opposite vibes and so it's no wonder that we can lose either one or the other in a committed long-term marriage yeah and i think that as christians it's easy for us to to look at uh maybe non-christian marriages and when they lose the romance or they they run out of romance or the excitement or the appeal they abandon the marriage and we think well that's not what a marriage is built on you know a marriage is this covenant between a man and a woman and god and regardless of whether there's desire or romance you're still in that covenant and so those yes. things like commitment and loyalty and support and and all the things that you are that are the other side of that marriage you learn to enjoy and you certainly enjoy those but that said whether or not you're experiencing that desire and the romance you're still married to each other and you're committed to one another in God's eyes and you'll always be married to each other in God's eyes but if you lose that I want to find a, I would want to find a way to get it back and I'd want to find a way to work for it yeah, and so she had just some great concepts, I feel like, that stuck in my mind. I didn't even listen to this whole talk. I think I listened to, like, the first half of it. But something she said is that desire is like fire, and fire needs oxygen to breathe. If you want, you can start with a little spark, but if you give it some oxygen, it can become this big flame. And so often in marriage, just due to proximity and how often just we're hanging out together, we can lose that oxygen and just smother the smart, smother the spark. Hmm. <laughs> I'm having a hard time saying that. It's so funny because that's just really practical when I think back to our dating relationship. And there is that element of the, um, you know, scarcity. There's like that scarcity mindset of, okay, I get to see you here for a little bit and I just have so much desire for you and we're trying to, you know, walk in a way that's pure and honoring to the Lord as a dating couple and save ourselves for marriage. But you just have that desire for one another because you have to like leave each other at the end of the night or I, I don't, I, you know, you're long distance so I wouldn't see you for multiple weeks sometimes. And then I contrast that to a season in our life where we were working together from home. And so we were married. We had been married for a couple of years and we were, we'd wake up together. We'd work all day together and then we'd go to bed together. And our marriage was fine throughout all of this. I think, you know, we obviously were committed to each other and, um, we still had intimacy and we still liked each other. And we were attracted oh, to yeah. one another for sure. It's not like we just became, you know, unenthralled with each other, but there was an element of the mystery that went away when we were with each other 24 seven. Yeah. And this gal was saying that in any just in life i guess we have these human traits of we want we want to know someone and we want to be truly known but we also want this mystery right we want this comfortability with someone where we can like you know wear no makeup and yes you and know, know that you'll be loved and accepted and know that you're loved but we want to also have this like excitement and like surprise element of yes. surprise like we want all these opposing opposites hmm. and opposing opposites <laughs> <laughs> i like it imagine that so what were you just saying well i was saying that we've kind of experienced that in our marriage i think when i was talking about i mean in dating i think it's a common oh, yes. example but then we we worked together and i didn't leave the home for work yeah we noticed that we weren't missing each other and elisha and i both said that we go oh I just don't miss you anymore. And it's fun to miss your spouse. And for us, we didn't realize that 
we'd just taken all the oxygen out of our relationship. We'd taken all that breathing room and we didn't even have room to miss each other, even though he wanted to. And this doesn't mean go on a five day trip because that is way too much well, oxygen. Yeah, that's why it's funny timing because Katie has been gone for five days. And let me tell you, we, yes, we missed each other. We had desire for one it another. It was way too long. It was too long. Uh, but on, on, a, on that smaller scale, when we were working with each other on a daily basis, it was literally impossible for us to miss each other because we were with each other all the time. And it's also impossible to t- maintain mystery around someone where you know every single time they go to the bathroom or like <laughs> yawn, okay? <laughs> yeah. No mystery there. And that just gets really old and boring and stale. It does. So we want to find ways to, in, t- in when it's proper, when it's appropriate, to create some of that space in, in our lives so that we can keep that tension, we can keep that mystery. And I think most people, I know but right now my job creates that. So Monday through Friday, I'm, I'm gone from the house, you know, from eight to five. And so when I come home in the evening, there's that element of wanting to learn about the other person. You say, well, what did you do today? What did you do today? Who'd you talk to? What'd so-and-so say about this? And there's that mystery of trying to kind of discover what the other person did or what they think about life that day. And it's fun. It's, it's small. It's like a sample size of that, of, of that bigger mystery. But we get to feel that every single day. And likewise. It's really special. Yeah. And likewise, I think it was about a month ago, I went on like a one-night camping trip out into the snow and it was really fun. But boy that created so much like desire between the two of us for the two of for, for each other and mystery wanting to know what the other person did what you it talk about what help that Elisha didn't have any cell service that made me so sad yes and i'm not of course we're not saying go leave your spouse for multiple days to create this desire well actually a point that she brought up that i thought was pretty cool was she said that in this study people wrote down when they were most attracted to their spouse. And actually one of the ways was when they were gone, but like, it's kind of like the whole absence makes the hearts grow fonder thing, but they were actually more attracted to them when they could see them across the room and they were doing something that they were confident in. Hmm. So like, for instance, when I am in the audience and I see Elisha on stage performing, or speaking or anything like that, I feel this desire for him and I'm very attracted to him because he's close enough for me to see, like, I like this guy. Hmm. He's front of mind, but he has this mystery about him. Yes. I think that's kind of interesting. Like when you just see your spouse across the room, like in a conversation or in any place of confidence and you can observe, but you aren't like, there's just a little bit of space there. And that's that so was really interesting. Wow, the, I can totally un- relate to that when I've observed you speaking to some. Maybe I'm kind of an obs- observer in a conversation that you're having with somebody, and you're speaking about a topic that I know very little about, and and you know a lot about, and you're able to t- speak to it with confidence and eloquence and like insight. I'm thinking, wow. That is a tr- like I'm learning so much about her, and this is kind of mysterious. She's able to speak yeah. with confidence to this area that'd probably be similar to you know maybe any wife that's able to if she gets a rare chance to observe her husband in his workplace or in his job. Mm-hmm. She's thinking, boy, I don't understand what he's doing. He's good at that. I like that. Like I like this thing that he knows how to do that I don't know anything about. But 
he does it to provide for us. How cool is that? That's why I think it's so cool when there's like a company event or something like that. Like even the real letters dinner that we went to mm -hmm. a few nights ago, it was so cool for me to see you in this place of confidence and for me to observe you. Mm. And it was very attractive. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's really cool. Like it doesn't have to be these really big crazy things it's yeah. just giving your relationship a little bit of oxygen and creating a little bit of mystery yes instead of yeah just smothering that spark i thought it was just a really cool concept that's a great concept and like you said you can create that and i know now that you bring up that that point of observing the the other observing the spouse across the room you know speaking to something that they're confident in or in a place of confidence that you don't always get to see them in I want to create that more in our marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that there are, it's, it's like I said, there are so many things that you're good at, that you're knowledgeable of that. I don't always get to see you, I guess, live in, you know, I don't get to see you working in them. A lot of times you, you work from home and I'm gone at work and you're doing these things without me observing you. But every time I get to see you do it, it always is so attractive and it's so appealing and, and, and mysterious. And it'd be cool if more spouses are able to observe their spouse working in that place of confidence. And, mm -hmm. and I bet just your level of appreciation for one goes up. But like you said, that level of mystery goes up, which is really fun. Which is really fun. And I think that is the importance of doing things out of the ordinary with your spouse. Because mm. if you think of it, when you're dating, you have unique experiences. So you're seeing your partner in a lot of different case scenarios and you see them interact with you know the person at the fair or with the person pumping the gas yeah. or you know you see these interactions and I think that then we get into marriage and we just keep going through the exact same motions hmm. and so we never see our spouse unless we're you know conscious about this we never see our spouse in a different environment wow. and we just kind of grow numb to the environments that we're consistently in and we yes. don't really have this like renewed like awe for them yeah where it's like oh they're good at that right or oh it's fun i i love seeing elisha in new situations or interacting with new people mm. it's just a really cool thing and it did make me want to pursue more unique experiences so I could see you in different scenarios. That's so good, Katie. You're right, because I feel the same way when I take you to a new group. You know, you brought up that realtor's dinner when I introduce you to new people, my coworkers. I have that re that reignited that like that when we were dating. It's like I get to see you for the first time again because these people are seeing you for the first yeah, time. Yeah, you see someone through someone else's eyes. Yeah. And through someone else's eyes your spouse has mystery yes, and your spouse has intrigue right? and your spouse has a element that makes them very desirable. Yes, exactly. And it doesn't have to even be in an inappropriate way. They're just interested about them. They want to no, hear about no, them. No, like yes. desire in marriage doesn't mean just like sexual desire. It right. means just desiring the other person. Okay. I think some... Well, I didn't know that. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I, were, were we talking about the same thing this whole time? <laughs> Dang it. I think I think that might have been what she was talking about. <laughs> I know. I'm being facetious. But I'm saying, like, I don't think it always has to. Of course not. You could just desire yes. to be close to them. Yes. 100%. I'm, I to I'm totally <laughs> teasing. Here. Totally teasing. Here. I do think that's what she was talking about, though. I think she was talking about, like, sexual desire. Yeah, that's probably part of it. But yes. when you say, like, oh, I desire that person, you... I mean, I don't go around saying that to anybody yeah, except for Elisha. Yeah. So. 
I, I truly don't desire anybody else. So, but you, but you're interested in other people, and you. I'm and interested you, in other yeah, people's lives, but people, desire yeah. would definitely not be the word that I would use. Right. So, yeah, this probably is phys- more physical. Damn. But it, it, I guess it's physical, but it's not based on the person's physical makeup. Right. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's not like, oh, if that person, you know, had bigger muscles, I'd have greater desire. Yeah. It's literally just like based on who they are as a person. Yes. It's like the essence you're giving off right. is right. attractive. Yes. So I, I think, think that's what I was trying to say. That totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. I love it. Well, Katie and I decided at the beginning of this episode that it was going to be a short one because we are like bleeding out of our eyes tired right now. I don't know if and you guys can tell by how I'm talking, but it is so hard to force the words out right now. Is neither one of us have any alcohol in us or neither one of us are under the influence of any drugs, even though if it, it might sound like it, but I promise you we don't do that. Oh. Uh, and so we are really tired, but we wanted to get this podcast up because we do it every Tuesday morning. We and couldn't leave you guys hanging. We couldn't leave you hanging. And so hopefully this wasn't like a waste of your time and you're, and you're thinking, well, boy, you should have left us hanging. It would have been better. No, it wasn't. It this. wasn't a waste of your time. These were good thoughts. Yes. These weren't even our thoughts. Okay? Yes, exactly. So I feel like I can vouch for them. Yeah. And, and basically we've been thinking about this because Katie's been away for five days. I appreciate her literally more than ever. And she was just saying she appreciates me a lot oh, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't want to speak for you, but I'll speak for you. No, are you kidding me? Elisha not only blessed me with this trip, which I would have never done all the logistics on my own, but then he took care of the kids. And I just, I, there were so many times I FaceTimed in this weekend where I just felt like it was a cruel trick because I just wanted to like crawl through the camera and say yeah. hi. Can't do that. Doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. We tried. <laughs> yeah. But we are happy to be back together and we've hope we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you all so much for the kind support you show towards Katie and I and yes. as we as we share our life and we want to continue to learn and grow in marriage and in family and in obviously our faiths, first and foremost in our faiths. Uh, and so thank you. Yes, and we aren't going to ask you to leave a rating or a view because we did not leave any biblical advice or any really sound tips. So just enjoy, and we will see you next Tuesday. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.